Eels off the top. Larkham. Herbert smashes through the middle. Gregan. Drop goal from Larkham. Up it goes. Could you believe it? Larkham has to be a De Beer. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Green and Gold Rugby Show for another week. We are the podcast that's getting you over the advantage line of the hottest topics of Australian rugby. I'm Reg Roberts, surprisingly here this week. Um, and with me are a couple of Waratah supporters. Surprised <laughs> I haven't said anything already. But uh, Hugh Cavill, how are you, Hugh? I'm good, Reg. We're on the 40-minute Zoom here. So for all those playing at home, we're, 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 we're on, a, on the clock. So I think that'll give us enough time to get through about the first 10 minutes of that game. <laughs> Uh, I've got a bit of real play-by-play breakdown that I want to go through. but we'll... kind of, Our five burning <laughs> questions are, can I survive the next 40 minutes of replay? Um, yeah. And Matt Rowley, how are you, Matt? Yeah, otherwise known as that other prick off, <laughs> yes, <laughs> off, exactly. off Twitter. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm good, mate. But anyway, like a half, as, a half of rugby is all I could ever survive anyway, so this is perfect. At least you... Uh turned in for the good half um all right we've got four burning questions this week because we are we're not on the professional version of zoom this week so we do only have the 40 <laughs> minutes so we're gonna um and unfortunately it seems any match review questions have uh, fallen by the wayside so i'm actually pretty happy question one is um the tv right still it's a big story in the week is rugby australia's uh, package of offerings around their broadcast rights moving forward what do we think of those question two Super Rugby AU, how's it tracking? How are we enjoying it? Question three, uh, who's our tip to win? Question four, uh, who's the Wally Boulder that's caught your eye? So, um, Hugh, I'm going to go straight to you, mate. This uh, interesting news this week uh, through Rugby Australia have released uh, at least their version of what they're putting out to broadcasters, um, which looks quite interesting. I mean, some of it was seen before, uh, but a few interesting new offerings there, including a possible state of origin or state of union, they're calling it, um, a five-team Australian professional competition, and then uh, possibly a sort of, I guess, what you call it, sort of a final series after that with some of the other potential SANSA members as well, as well as a few other things um, and some rumours about what broadcasters. So, so what was your immediate take, Hugh, on that news and, and what was seen from there? Well, it seems pretty good, doesn't it? I mean, it's a bit of a continuation of what Raylene Castle was putting on the table beforehand. Yeah. It's not, I think all the, the only thing that's been added is this state of union yeah. competition um, between New South Wales and Queensland. It, it, interestingly, excluding the other states, I, I, I would have liked to have seen a sort of combined states format or, you know, from Western Australia and Victoria and, and um, you know, the few that have the, from outside that, uh, the ACT being another one, um, you know, to, to give... A few of those guys a bit of a run, but um, yeah, look, I, I'm I'm impressed that the Super Eight competition at the end of of the uh, domestic competition sounds good. Although I wonder how much leg, you know, if that'll really be of interest. If we do have a Trans Tasman comp, you know, it'll be nice to have the the South African teams in there, I suppose, to to add a bit of variety. But if there's a Trans Tasman comp, I don't think it matters as much. But if we're doing our own Super AU and super nz then that all of a sudden becomes a real sort of champions league format which would be great to watch but yeah it's more interesting seeing that the the speculation now that optus are, are back in the game um reliably reported by the daily telegraphers um so how much weight you want to put on that i don't know uh and of course fox are only going to bid for the suit for the for the shoot shield um which which strikes me as odd given the, the TV ratings for that, it's never been spectacular. So I'm not quite sure what that play is or the reasoning behind it 
maybe just to keep some sort of rugby content on there to, to hope their old rusted on sort of rugby subscribers will, won't cut the cord. But uh, I, 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 for one, hope that Optus do get the rights. Certainly after my, my complaints about the commentators, I, I, I hope we get a, just a fresh, which we yeah. touched on last time, the idea of a fresh sort of um, set of eyes on rugby through Optus would be something to see. Yeah, so Matt, uh, you're the uh, you're our media expert because um, of your experience <laughs> oh, we're, with we're cameo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we um, <laughs> the interesting part to this. So uh, Hugh's right. We've seen a lot of these packaging up before. Uh, this is the, the the model that Raylene was building, acknowledging there's a couple of new things there, um, and, and a lot of the sort of COVID related. Hamish McLennan, the, the chair, has always had his on as the state of origin. He talked about his first day in the job. Um, it's not a new theory. It's something we've heard before. But um, the interesting thing here is that Rugby Australia is willing to break up the program. I think Raylene was looking to bundle it all up together, but this seems to be something that will be broken down. Um, and they've also put the hard word on New Zealand by all reports, sort of giving them three weeks to respond um, as to, you know, it's it's five, five teams or nothing, so to speak. What's mm. your sort of takeaway on this and... and um, you know, the, the, the feeling of where rugby might be for us next year. Oh, look, I mean, I think we all had a bit of a chuckle when this was announced as like an amazing masterstroke of the current brains trust at, <laughs> at Rugby Australia, when it looks a hell of a lot like the one from the last um, uh, Rugby Australia CEO and administration that kind of got roundly booed, um, especially by, you know, like News Corp. I mean, I... And the thing I find really funny is like there, there is there it is reported today that yeah like you know Optus is a keen um, together with ten and the, the last time I read it was like they were never they were never serious yeah. um, and so the only thing I in reading that today that I read between the lines I'm like hang on how's this working what suddenly Fox Sports are only potentially interested in the shoot shit like or, or club rugby I'm like yeah, I can't believe that so look I don't know if the game there is don't put any bid pressure on it right now. So, you know, don't bid against yourself effectively. Let, you know, let it run its course and then just try and swoop in at the end. I can't, I still can't fathom the economics of Foxtel slash KO without rugby. I still mm. think it's, I still think it's the foundation. Can you imagine them not having the Bledisloe, not having internationals on there? It's like, you know, you basically just said goodbye to, you know, that, that whole subscriber base so i really struggle to see that being the play i can only think that there's some sort of a thing in there where you yeah just don't try and put too much value on it and come in at the end and go oh, we'll take the whole lot but it's going to be for that probably that number that they've always paid would be my guess um mm. so anyway th that's my thing there i i but we agree i think we're vigorously agreeing like you and i almost never do which is that it would just be great to see a bit of fresh blood someone take a different angle on it I just hope they do that. Like, I hope they don't just necessarily wheel in the 10 commentators that we've had in the past and stuff like that. I hope they really opt to have a proper good look at it and sort of hopefully reimagine it. That would be absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, that's all, that's all good to me. And then oh, there's one other angle in there that you're asking about. Is it the packaging? I, yeah. I think, I think they were always going to slice and dice that. I think they were putting yeah. it all on the table, highest bidder could have, probably hoping it was going to be Foxtel was going to want to sweep, sweep the lot. Um, and but you know try and push it up a bit but um yeah i mean with the appetites that we have now and maybe foxtel's a bit weaker than we thought then you know maybe this is the way to go and it's all you know part of mclennan's appointment was always the fact that he was cozy with foxtel too or fox sports sorry 
as well. That was his contact with what Roger Delaney and all that sort of stuff. Or who was it Delaney from Fox? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Patrick Delaney. Patrick Daly, sorry, the, the sailing buddies. Um, so, you know, there's got to be some sort of play in there too, despite, you know, just focusing on the club rugby. The other interesting little snippet I like is they talk about a showcase of the best schoolboy rugby in Australia. Um, schoolboy rugby's always obviously done its own thing. I wonder if, but I know Rugby Australia through Paul McLean, largely, former chair, um, has really been sort of striving to bring the schoolboy brand closer together with Rugby Australia um, and, and sort of getting, working them together. I wonder if there might be something coming along there or whether it's simply, you know, the Australian schools championships will be chucked in there as well and a chance to showcase some of those young stars, which we seem to be producing a bit at the moment. But um, i will be intrigued to see if anything comes there. Yeah, yeah, just a bit of content. Yeah, because I, I, I actually talked to someone the other day in this game and they were saying trying to, at least trying to get the Sydney AAGPS together is, is like, you know, trying to get the poles of a magnet, the wrong poles of a yeah. magnet together sort of thing. Having said that, like there are schools because obviously you can't go and watch the game at the moment um, in Sydney anyway, you're not allowed in. Um, you know, like uh, I know like Joey's was live streaming to YouTube you know the Joey Scott's game last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I watched. I watched there. Sydney. I watched Sydney GPS rugby last week. I thought that that young um, uh, schoolboy sensation Joseph Suwali was playing. So mm. I flipped on to watch that game. But I was watching that and flipping. Rich, how many kids have you got? How are you spending the afternoon? Oh, I don't know. The schoolboy rugby. <laughs> well, their their rugby was all on. Oh no, because I couldn't go. I couldn't go to their games. Ah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Like, but I can watch Sydney games live streamed. I can't go to my own boys play, but I can watch some random Sydney billionaire run a kicking tee out. Um, but um, so I watched a bit of that and watched a bit of Jeeps rugby up here and club rugby. So, you know, there's still plenty of rugby on free to air. You just got to find it. But yeah, it's, um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. All right. So, you know, good, good step by Rugby Australia. Well, and, and look, their, their, their media and, and um, Rob Clark, you know, I, I commend them on their approach publicly, especially yep. around this trans-Tasman, the way they're dealing with the New Zealanders, which is very, it's assertive without being threatening, uh, unlike what's come back the other way, which is, you know, here's what we're going to do and you get on board or you go somewhere else. Whereas we're going, look, this is what we want to have a partnership here. Um, you know, we hope New Zealand can come on board, but if they don't, we'll be okay. But the reason I made a point, point of saying, sorry, Matt, that we've consulted with South Africa, we've consulted with Argentina, we're keeping them in the loop, we're working with Japan, we're working with Fiji and the Pacific Islands. We want a, we want a solution there, whereas New Zealand, it still seems pretty one-sided. But isn't our inside line here that New Zealand want to do this trans-Tasman thing as well, but they're just playing possum? Like, and so that this is a kind of like, you know, and I don't know if it's like a bit of a politics with Sanzar or something like that, but you know, their actual preferred model is actually to do this trans Tasman thing. They realize this is the only way they're going to get any money into it. Um, they realize the whole flying across to South Africa things bust. Um, it's just, yeah, there's a bit of a possum playing here, I think. Yeah. Well, and it's also, look, they don't want to play the force or the rebels. You know, yeah. they, they just have no value in and see no value in having those teams. And so, you know, why our public New Zealand from, from their perspective, their fans don't care about watching the force get whomped um, by New Zealand teams, even though sometimes they haven't been whomped and likewise the rebels, but they, they want to force us into a hand where we produce less teams and, and then by extension, more competitive teams and could have the best super eight competition in the world. Um, but, you know, we've got different sort of goalposts, I suppose. Yeah, indeed. 
All right, well, let's move on and we'll have a bit of a watch and brief on that and see. I think it's all with the broadcasters at the moment, also obviously with New Zealand. So we'll see what comes back. Uh, and let's move on to Super Rugby and um, ask the very simple question, Matt, as someone who's had a, let's say, a fractured relationship with Super Rugby of late, uh, what's your status on this season? Well, it's interesting. This question was, are you still enjoying Super Rugby? And I would say <laughs> I, I started enjoying Super Rugby uh, on the weekend. Not. Yeah. No, look, <laughs> actually, it wasn't. I actually enjoyed that Rebels game. Yeah. Um, just yeah. to see an Aussie team just box clever. I thought they did really, really well against the Brumbies. Highly fancied. Obviously, I think you would say have had the run of the comp so far. And I just felt the Rebels just came out and played a really, you know, it was wet conditions. And um, I think that it was the Rebels 10. Was it Deegan? Yeah. Um, Kicked who, superbly. Oh, I haven't seen an Aussie 10. Well, I don't know. Have I ever seen somebody kick as cagely as that? I thought it was fantastic. Just dinking it beautifully into the right, you know, like, you know, within a meter, inch perfect almost, um, just kept turning the, the Brumbies around and just basically, and then the rest of it was, I thought, down to the Rebels' rush defense. They just absolutely, you know, just absolutely choked the Brumbies up. And I thought those two things together. So I, that actually warmed the cockles of my heart from a bigger perspective was, oh my God, here's a bit of talent and, you know, a team that can play differently. Um, so it was great to see that. Um, so yeah, that kind of, that got me going. And then, um, wow. You know, Saturday night was the you know, piece de resistance, wasn't it? Like, I, I, I don't know where that came from. And I, I've got to say, Reg, I did feel like it just looked like the Reds didn't want to be there. It was, uh, it was one of those. Like, I don't know what mental thing clicked off, but it was just that. Plus, I thought the Waratahs finally rediscovered it, something that looked a little bit like that 2014 form uh, where they actually had pods of forwards running onto the ball getting over the game line and just getting that kind of momentum going, which I hadn't seen them do, like I say, probably since about 2014. Um, so that was, yeah, that was, that was good to see as well. And there was a, a bit of talent that started to show its, raise its head there, which was, you know, but we know the Reds could play, can play some attractive footy. We've seen that this season. Um, we hadn't seen it out of the Tars. So to finally see it click a bit, I just thought, again, was kind of good for the comp. No, I'm not, yeah. not going to agree on that, Rich. No, no, mate, I get it. Look, I was furious at the time and, and, and uh, you know, turned it off at half time so I could watch a movie with my wife because I couldn't sit through it again and sat myself through the second half later. The Tars were fantastic. I mean, it was, it was great rugby to watch. You're, you're bang on. You could tell straight away. I mean, early on, Lucan Salako Lojo fell off a, a really soft tackle if he even made it across. Our line-out was a shambles. You know, paying Gromosa, missing tackles at the back of a line-out from the defensive side, we looked off the pace considerably. But on the flip side, the task was fine. Uh, am I still enjoying Super Rugby? Yeah, if you asked me at 8 o'clock on Saturday night, probably not. But that weekend is the weekend this competition needed. You know, yeah. it has shaken things up. And the Reds have gone from, were they on top of the ladder or at least second, to second last uh, on the back of that. And... Um, Everyone's still in it, other than probably the force, to be honest. But it, it, it was a great result and, and two wonderful performances with a lot to like. And 
like you said, the Rebels, it was a good strategy game. We've probably missed that on Australian rugby. They yes. played with a strategy for the opposition and that we could see that. And I tend to think some of these new laws have, have sort of forced coaches to rethink things. So, yeah, despite the loss of the Reds, and I know a lot of people will think I'll be sort of ranting and raving, it was a, it was a, it was a great weekend of footy and just what the tonic this competition needed. Not that it, you know, it was, it was just kicking along and playing well, but it really ramped up. Hugh? Well, yeah, I actually would argue the competition probably found its stride last week with that um, Reds-Brumbies game. And that yep. felt, Good point. Yep. Um, you know, um, con- controversial refereeing decisions aside, it, yep. that, that felt like a, like a heavyweight bout um, between two teams that were playing well. Um, and, you know, since then we've seen... Uh, a you know really good performance by the Rebels and a really good performance by the Waratahs and it, I, I don't know whether that's surprising. Now we've had what six weeks of this competition. Teams are starting to gel, you know, in a way that that um, you know they they would have had they had a full preseason and and you know finding some combinations and 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 seeing some key players come back. We've seen Izzy Nicerani come back for the Rebels. We've seen Jack Gordon come back for the Waratahs. Two really key guys for each of those setups. Um, and we've seen them play big roles in in their wins on on the weekend. Um, so it, it's great for rugby Australia because now you go into this rights, and I, I think I, we would, me and Matt especially, were probably a bit sceptical about the Super as, as AU concept. And one of my thoughts would be coming in that at, at about this point, I think we'd be seeing it get a bit stale because it would just be the same people playing the same people again and again and again. And at a certain point, you go you know what's what's the point let's just cut to a finals or whatever but actually we're coming into that second round third round and i'm still into it you know i'm actually happy to see more more of this stuff and and i don't really know who's playing who on any given weekend i just turn on it friday night turn on saturday night and um and go from there and isn't that a great thing to have you know it's something that we've been missing and and um you know the the league and afl have had for, for for decades and and now we've got a little bit of it, a small taste of it, and and isn't it isn't it great? So, um, you know, I still think the Trans Tasman option's better for us in the long run. But um, you know, the, the, if you threw a, a Pacific Island team yeah. in and, and a team from somewhere else, you know, you got to what seven teams, and so you had a little bit more of that variety. You could put three games on a weekend instead of two, and and all of a sudden, like that's 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 something I'd be watching. You know, one or two games per week of of and and getting quite into if the quality can be as good as what what it has been the last few weeks yep bang on and and, you know we just talk about looking at this weekend we'll get to our next question soon but it it does this last weekend's rounds add a new dimension to this week so uh it's the force waratahs on friday night and here were the force probably looking forward to playing the waratahs thinking okay this is our chance for a win bottom of the ladder clash and all of a sudden the Waratahs have produced that sort of performance and that'll lift the force no doubt and then Saturday night the Reds host the Rebels um, and on the back of that Rebels form it's a draw last time a pretty dour encounter obviously if you remember but up here you know that that to see how that Reds bounce back that'll sort of be season defining so lots to like about this weekend too so does it change you the way going on to question three who you think you win um, despite yeah, the Brumbies had the big loss to the or the loss to the Rebels. Does it change who you think is going to win this tournament? It might. I mean, mm. look, the Brumbies are still the class the class team in in this competition. They've still got that experience all the way through, um, and guys that can can probably take them all the way there. But you know, that losing Lolesio seems to be starting to 
to buy it. I know their replacement 10 Bailey Quinzel um, has been doing a pretty good job. Um, but they need some of these guys to step up. They need more out of Tom Banks. They need more out of Tavita Kundrani. Um, and even some of their front rowers, you know, I think Alan Alatoa, I rate as one of the top three probably players in Australia at his best, but he, he, he's been off the pace a little bit, I think. Um, so, you know, some of those guys need to step up um, because I think what we've seen so far is of the four teams, excluding our friends in, in Western Australia, who are still proven that they're capable, I think, of an upset and they've still got a few games in them coming home. But on, on those top four teams, on their day, they can beat the, any one of the other three teams. And so the final is going to be a matter of just who turns up on the day, you know, and, and I think the Brumbies are probably still still the best side, but... If the Waratahs can play like that, then they probably win. If the Reds can play like um, like they did, I think, was it against the Force and um, that was their good performance or the Rebels, I think they had a good win there. Um, you know, they'll probably win that game. So it's... it's um, And obviously the Rebels have shown they can beat the Brumbies. So I'm tipping the Brumbies still, but I think it's certainly um, far, far closer than it would have been, I would have told you, two or three weeks ago. Matt, what about you? Have you got a, a, a guide on this? Is it still the well, Grumpies to lose? Well, well, as someone who started paying attention this weekend, uh, I'm probably <laughs> not the guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably not the guy. Look, I, like, cause, but having said that, it's not strictly true. I, I you don't want to mention those KO shorts again? Yeah, I've seen enough bad stuff out of the Tars, for example, to know that I'm, I wouldn't be betting my house on it. Um, yeah, I, I, I probably I would mirror what Hugh said. I think there, you probably got to go with the class um, as far as you know, and see it as a bit of a blip that the, that the Brumbies had. Having said that, I think you know the Reds will come away from that with a sting. Geez, Brad Thorne would have got up them, that's for sure. So, um, you know, I, th- I think it really just sharpens. I just wow, suddenly, I think you are completely right. This is what this comp needed, and suddenly it's like, oh wow, this is worth tuning into now because you you know you, you never know a great game of rugby can break out. So and all of these people, everyone's in for with a shout. I mean, Reg, what's the kind of like just showing my level of interest? Like, how many rounds have we got left? What's the diff? You know, in the standings and all the rest of it. Like, how, right. how over is this thing? Uh, it's pretty damn close. So, so we have got. I think it's three rounds to go. So one, two, three, four, four rounds to go, and uh, Brumbies are currently. On 18 points, they've got the bye this weekend. Then the Rebels second on 14 points. And then the Waratahs or Reds are shared on 11 points with the Waratahs having a much better for and against and the, and the force are winless down the bottom. So th- th- there's still plenty to go. Um, and, and look, I, I think you're right. I think the Brumbies are deserved favourites. But uh, there was something in that Rebels performance. We've all said... And, and they've got to back up themselves. I said about the Reds, how they bounce back. Well, the Rebels have got to bounce back after a good win. And and we've all said they've got the quality in the backs. Deegan was finally very good on uh, Friday night. The forwards have potential. Um, and um, if they can keep that production, you know, even the, you know, that young Cameron Orr who have liked since his under-19 days is playing really well. Rebels might be a surprise packet for me. They shouldn't be a surprise packet considering the quality of their squad, but, you know, finally they might be clicking. So Brumbies might still favourites. Uh, Rebels, perhaps the next ones, but still plenty of rugby to come. Um, all right, finally, from uh, from the Australian, let's keep Super Rugby focused again. Wallaby Bolter, who's caught the eye? Uh, Hugh? Um, 
Matt, I'll give you some well, does time. This, give me, some... this gives me the opportunity to get back to some time to do some, some checking. No, I've got one already, mate. Don't worry. Okay, all right, good. Is it Nick Frost again? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tweak. Is Nick Frost still playing? <laughs> uh, no, he started from the Brumbies the, um, yes, I know. the other day. Um, look, I can just run through half the task now um, yeah. as Wallaby Bolters. I mean, that's the funny thing about, about this. It, it, it seems to change week to week. And there, there is a lot of good candidates out there and a lot of spots that I think are wide open. There's a wing spot that's anyone's. There's fullback that's going. I dare say um, nine is pretty open. There's a back row spot going. Second row is anyone's. I'm even a shot at second row at the moment. Um, <laughs> and probably, you know, you could, you could make a case that hooker might be as well. So, um, yeah, there's plenty of, plenty of blokes around. There's a couple of Waratahs I'd, I'd, I'd pull out being utterly parochial, but the one I'll, I'll say, I don't know if he classed as a, as a real left field bolter, but Jake Gordon, um, I mentioned him before as nine. Um, you know, I was all over Tate McDermott, but Brad Thorne seems to be putting him on the bench again, which just, uh, shits me no end. Um, he's clearly better than, he's clearly better than Malaloo. I don't know what, what Thorne is thinking there. Um, but um, Jake Gordon, just the way he um, played on on the weekend was was uh, you could argue the, the the game of the the year by an Australian nine. He 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 was around the field. He he created two tries off his own bat, finished off a third, um, and he just has a habit of making plays. And I think he's always threatened to to get to this level. And and if he can produce a few more weeks. Then, then I think the jersey might have his name on it. I mean, Nick White's obviously come back from overseas and he's floating around. And and Taylor McDermott, I'm a big fan of. Joe Powell um, can't be ruled out. Uh, the reserve, even the reserve halfback from the from the Brumbies, that Fines, who scored that last minute try to beat the Waratahs, um, he's 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 good as well. So um, and and Ian Pryor at the force as well. But but I've, Jake Gordon. Um, so is there um, is there something because Gordon seems to be one of these guys who like you know he gets a nibble at the Wallaby squad and then disappears. He looked like he'd become like the first choice halfback. I thought what like a season ago for the Tars, and then you know kind of drifts out again and isn't getting selected. I don't know if, if it's injuries that I've missed or is there something else? Is there a he's a bit injury adi- prone, right? Um, it, I think he's been a bit injury prone, but. Um, this year too, but, yeah. but yeah, with Phipps gone now, you do wonder that, that 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 was always something that you know Phipps was a was his Waratah stalwart, a real sort of club man um, mm. over the over those years, and and except for the time he went to the Rebels, but um, you know the um, yeah he, he struggled to find his way, and again you know he was he, we, he's always been capable of these one off performances like we saw on Saturday. That the key is whether he can back it up. So at the moment, I'm tipping he probably can. But time will tell. So, okay, I'm going to stop you there, there, because I think you're going to go into the one that I would have said. Um, yeah, I think I would. Is that, yeah, because um, I think I know where he went to school, and I just know where your uh, bread's butter. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe not. I, maybe, or, or I didn't realize he went to this school. If you did, no, I, you mentioned the wing spot for the Wallabies. Yeah, okay, this is what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, as James Ram. Yeah, um, James Ram. Uh, Saint Joseph's College boy. Is he a Joey's? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'll double check uh, that. Yeah. Well, look, I, I didn't even know for sure. I mean, the guy's just, he just obviously uses a certain class that you only get from <laughs> certain upbringings. But um, so, yeah, look, I just, the first, first couple of times I saw him, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, you know, he's not, I guess you have those different types of wingers, haven't you? You've got ones that are kind of Corabetti bulldozers, 
Um, you've got others that are like, you know, the gas men, you know, your, your, your rocket rod Davies and, and, and people like that. And then you've got the odd guy who's, I don't know, is, is a bit of a mix, like who's just got a bit of balance, um, seems to make the right decisions, um, can stay on his feet, can feed, can always feed somebody else and maybe, you know, can uh, kick or do something else and change things a little bit. And um, he just seems to me to be one of those guys where he seems to make more meters than he should because he doesn't seem to be that gas guy who's yeah, just going to scoot around people. But suddenly when there's half an overlap, he's 30 metres down the, the field and he's past the outside man. And he also seems to have that balance where, again, one of those smaller guys, if someone gets an arm on them, they'll go down. Whereas he, he's big enough and he's got that balance that he seems to stay on his feet um, and get past that guy. And then he's connecting with people. He's looking with someone yeah. to connect with rather than to just you know, go, go to ground with the ball or do something dumb with it. And uh, I don't know, three games into having watched him, the, I think the first time I ran, I was like, oh, that's interesting, but I'm not sure. And the more I see him, the more I think, oh, there's, there's quite a, seems to be quite a bit to his game. And I thought the weekend really highlighted it. Yeah, yeah he's mate, got I, a touch of young Ben Smith about him. Like, uh, mm. uh, how are you out here? Like, what are you, you, like the first time I saw him, I remember I going, oh, they pulled out some clubby to have a run, you know, good yeah. on him. He came off the bench and I'm sure his family are happy to see him and this sort of stuff. And, and then they started him and going, oh, there must be something to this kid. And, and sure enough, he just keeps, keeps getting better and better every week. And I still, I'm not sure quite how he manages to do it, but it's impressive. Yeah, he's been a standout. He would have been the one I, I, I would have said. So I'm glad you guys did, as if there's ever any doubt. Um, <laughs> I, um, uh, my, my take to McDermott theory, and I, I heard this from someone else, Hugh, is that it's Brad Thorne, um, want, knowing he won't start a test, he's going to be only used as a um, replacement this year, if anything. So this is his chance to show the Wallaby squad what his impact like at the bench. In the meantime, the two games we've been off the bench, um, we've had terrible starts. And he's he's come on. On. Um, so how feasible that is. Look, the two I'll mention are two Rebels, both of whom have been mentioned already. Cameron Orr, like I said, I, I remember watching him in the Australian under-19s or schoolboys, it must have been many years ago, and being super impressed. And he was doing these little videos and he's a bit of a character and, you know, went overseas and he came back for the force and never really got a chance, but he's really seemed to find his feet. He's a super talented young loose head prop. Um, you know, and part of a decent scrum down there at the Rebels, but he's very talented around the park and a good hard worker. So he'll be one... Maybe not. We've got some really good depth at loosehead prop at the moment, but perhaps down the track. But Andrew Deegan, I, I, I think he's um, at the moment our fly, fly half depth where we're sort of all hanging our hats on Tamura O'Connor. You know that you'd know this. Hugh is the uh, the grey cricketer podcast. Say any cricketer is only sort of four centuries away from a, a, a test call up from from club cricket all the way through to test. All they have to do is score score four centuries and they'll be in the test team. I think a fly half can put through four good performances, astute performances with the boot and their Wallaby credential. And Deegan, I called for Deegan to be a Wallaby candidate at the start of this year and he was pretty average for the Rebels. Um, it's good to see him put in one good performance so far on Friday night. But if he can string a few of those back to back and really show that astute uh, kicking game and also sort of... Um, uh, uh, playmaking performance with Matt Tamura outside him, I reckon he's got a fair chance of, of being a Wallaby call-up as well. So, um, wonder watch is there. And, and, and I'm sure our, our, the few West Australian listeners that we have left um, are probably, probably asking, 
what about them? And, and I'd probably say, oh, yeah? them, I think Byron Ralston um, has been the pick for me on the wing. Um, or certainly what I've seen of the force, I think he's been, um, he's been very good um, and, and certainly deserving of, of, of consideration in that wider wing debate because he's, he looked very sharp on that wing and, and young and still got a lot of rugby ahead of him. I, and I really like Fergus Lee Warner, in fact, there. So yeah. As a number six option, too. I think he's a really good player as well. Um, so um, that, I was just so going to let you know that Monty well, Ione, Digby's nephew, is available in Cameo for $10. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know, mate. 10 bucks. Jeez. Okay. Yeah, 10 bucks. We can get on the fun. podcast next week. Well, look, and, and, and um, just to answer. I think he actually I'm... pays you. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I think because this is the question that everyone wanted to know. But um, yes, James Ram. Turns out did go to St. Joseph's College, but then so did Andrew Deegan. So um, uh, they just keep coming. But then also I'm I'm reading here that Deegan played um, at Connaught. Uh, So, I mean, that's probably where that kicking in the wet, you know, probably came from. Yeah, well, it's funny. While we're on a slight tangent, someone on the forum proposed that we should be taking, instead of a state of origin game, a private school versus public school um, game. And can you imagine, I just can't get over this, just how, how, how just how, how terrible that would be in the lead up of, of the just debate between the private school kids and the, and the public school and the, and the, the level of vitriol going between those two is, is anything that, that we might want to say. I don't think you could pick a, uh, yeah, you know, a public good school. Luck you, on that. you have to legitimately pick public school students from at school this year to, to get anyone. Yeah, you, 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 I'll do you, some homework on that, guys. I'll come up with a team for you. I don't think. I think. I think there'd be a better team out there than what you think. I, I, and I think right. you'd be drawing on a lot of. Well, if you was Australian, a lot of sort of internationals, I suppose, that are playing in Australia. But um, mm. yeah. Um, uh, just another tangent again, just a question. I mean, this is always this glorious period before a new Wallaby coach picks their first team and, and this sort of endless possibilities of a Wallaby fan. I mean, do you think we can compete in a Bledisloe with this team? I'm, 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 I'm happy with the talent level we've got and I think I'm excited for the future, but I can't say I'm, I'm at all optimistic going into a, a, a test series with potentially four Bledisloes um, and, and not much else at this point in time. Um, you know, we, I'd love a I'd love a game against a Samoa or a Tonga just to have a win, get a win under our belts. Because as much as New Zealand's had their own exodus, um, and they've got new coaching staff as well, and a few new, you know, faces around, I I, I can't say I fancy our chances this year. Completely agree. Uh, look, mate, we beat them by fifty points. Yeah. A year. And I, I, I always maintain it's 15 versus 15, you know. Yeah, and, that, and that's yeah. very true. I, 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 four tests is a big ask, and it's a massive turnaround. Um, you know, four new COVID cases in New Zealand today, so we may not get yeah. any rugby at all. But um, And look, as, I mean, look, the only way that that'll feed into our hands, I think if it's the Barrett household that gets affected, um, <laughs> might help us. Uh, no word on that's the, whether that's the case. Well, that is the four cases. That is yeah. <laughs> Um, Dave, but, Rennie, uh, was... Dave Rennie has earned his... his <laughs> He's his just come already. in from New Zealand too, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, but um, yeah, and you're right, Reg, but I, I suppose that, that Wallaby team that we won by 50, now we've lost what, you know, Karevi and Guinea and Beal and Foley and I don't yeah. think Foley, yeah. Lee Elefano played 10 in that game. Um, yep. You know, you, you, you think that the bones of that side have gone sadly for us. Who played hooker that game? Like he, they're probably not there as well. Tolu Latu's gone, you know, that sort of that sort of stuff. So 
uh, both Locks, Arnold and Rodder are gone. You know, I think we'll be fielding. Yeah, what, that Locks stuff. Pretty... We might end up with only three or four people that took the field in that game, actually fronting up first, first Bledisloe for us. So that's a bit depressing to think about. But um, yeah. Um, Good note to end on. <laughs> no, you're meant, to, you're meant to fill. I was just picking up the team. Yeah. Uh, it was... Matt, tell us more about great players from Joey's. Let's let's uh, really. You know, you're in the keep. Yeah. All <laughs> topics that nobody wants to hear about. This is... <laughs> Never well, mind. Move on. You basically kick got... any player in Super Rugby, and they obviously played at Joey's. It seems to be the situation. <laughs> yes. All right. Let me run through the starting fifteen that beat the New Zealanders. Uh, in the end, it was only about twenty-one points. Um, the front row was Co Latu and Alalatoa. Second rows Arnold and Rodder. Back row of Salakai, Loto, Hooper, and Nicerani. You had Nick White and Lelia Fano in the halves, Karevi and O'Connor in the centres, Hodge and Corabetti on the wings, and Beal at fullback. And just remember, yeah, and just remember that exact team ran on the next week and lost by 36 to nil. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and and look, some some positions, you know, I think we've got an upgrade or certainly um, we, we, we will be better. So, yeah, and look, New Zealand have lost players, so who knows what what international rugby is going to look like? But yeah, and, I think I think at best you had three games in that series that you'd be worth watching. That you know potentially that third and fourth game is just going to be oh my god, who wants to watch that? Versus you know having two or three good games and like having a couple of warm ups here that would have made more sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean the the one thing that someone said to me is. He, if New Zealand is able to have crowds, which who knows at this point where, where, where they'll be in a, in a couple of months, but is, do you do an old fashioned tour and the Wallabies play the Crusaders and the, and, and the Blues and the Highlanders. And, and then we played, you know, three games against New Zealand at the end of that. Now that's all and fun and games until the Crusaders. To, to the and lose to all of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll start with the Chiefs, I think, and then maybe play with some of the <laughs> local teams. <laughs> What's Rotorua up to? How are we? Um, all right, lads, we might call that to uh, a close. Um, thanks very much for joining us, Matt and Hugh. Um, thanks for not being too harsh about the Waratahs win. Yeah. And um, you've got to enjoy it when it happens. And I <laughs> uh, hope everyone gets out there. Look, there's plenty of rugby on. Obviously, Shoot Shield's on, Premier Rugby's on, lots of club rugby around the country, Super Rugby, um, combination of Super Rugby New Zealand this weekend, schools rugby. So plenty of rugby if you can actually get out to see it. If not, there's, there's plenty online as well. So thanks for joining us and we'll catch you next time. Heels off the top. Larkham. Herbert smashes through the middle. Gregan. Drop goal from Larkham. Up it goes. Could you believe it? Larkham has to be a beer. beer.